Well, you have made it to the right place at the right time. It is not the Tonight Show, the Trevor No Laugh Show, the Stephen Coboring Show, the Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Oprah, Jimmy Ellen Show. You're watching The Right Show, and I'm the right host, Kayvon. That is my real name. I was born and given that name. I had no say in the matter. People say, are, are you trying to be black? I'm like, no, that's Kayvon. And that's only on Wednesdays. What's up? Speaking of which... We have quite a show for you. We're going to honor the most famous African-American athlete our world has ever known currently, LaDum Dum James. That is happening in this show. We're also going to tell you what my weekend's been up to, tell you how my hair came to be, and we're going to show you the new merch, which is now available on the store. A lot of you haven't seen my live comedy show. This all makes more sense when you do. And we have yoga pants with this logo. We have hats. We have fanny packs. You know, and the bottom line is during pandemic, they shut down my gym. I couldn't do my squats, my lunges, my legs. So we flattened the wrong curve. Okay. And I decided this year, I'm going to build it back. I'm going to build, I'm going to build the curve back. Okay. So watch, watch the transformation. You come to my show in the next two months, you're going to be like, oh, he flattened his curve. But maybe a year from today, you're like, damn, cause no ass I'll pass. Okay. We're going to build it back. If I can't spank you, no thank you. We're going to build it back. If I don't have a nice booty, then I'm going to get moody. So we're going to work on that. And we are going to, as Puss in Boots says, one of my viewers, Kayvon, you can build back better. BBB. We are going to build that booty back better. Everybody is loving these shirts already, and I hope you'll pick them up and uh, show some support. The point of this joke is I had a, uh, a black friend who was very racist. We're just hanging out, minding our own business. And he said, dang, that girl has a nice booty. Oh, my bad, Kayvon. Uh, black dudes love booty. That's why I noticed that. I didn't mean to point it out to you. I know you would have no interest in such a thing. I was like, I can, in, I can appreciate a nice butt walking by. I'm not sitting there going, ew, not for me, Terrell. You can have the nice booties. I like the flat ones. I want to flatten that curve. No, we're all equal. So this is a unity shirt to show people of all cultures, Latinos, Asians, Persians, black. We're all the same. We all can enjoy a nice butt. If you support that message, put it in the comments. Say, I support you. I support what you're doing. And today's episode is so much fun. But if you are listening to this on the podcast, remember, this is a live show. We do it just about every single Wednesday. We're coming in an hour early today to catch new fans from all over the world who've been telling me, I go to bed right when you start. Okay, well, now we started an hour earlier. Are you in bed? Where are you right now? Put it in the comments. Say, I'm in the car. I'm in bed. I'm sleeping in the car. Whatever you're doing, let me know. And if you can do me this favor, you go on the podcast and give a five-star review as soon as this is done. You can find it on Anchor, Spotify, iPodcasts, whatever they call it, Google Play Podcast. Just whatever it is, just be like, best show, the right show is my favorite, and people will start to respond accordingly. And the one thing we have to announce is we now have 303,000 subscribers on YouTube. They said it couldn't be done. That is thanks to all of you. So please welcome our YouTube subscribers, our Facebookers, and our podcasters because this show is getting bigger and bigger 
every single week. Last week, we asked you, where are you from and what little things annoy you? And we had so many funny answers, we're gonna do it again. Where are you from and what small thing annoys you? Not, not big things. For me, a small thing that annoys me, I was thinking about it recently. I hate when someone's pulling up to a strip mall, like the Subway sandwich and the post office and all that, and they've got a little Honda and they keep pulling forward further and further and you're just watching them slowly go until the front bumper scrapes onto the curb. It's like your car is this big. There's a Suburban next to you. You knew you were within the safety zone, but you kept driving until now you're on the curb. And that noise that it makes, knowing that whatever's on the bottom of your car is not some indestructible, just, you know, item. It is probably something important. There's oil lines down there. There's probably uh, electrical, air conditioning, tubing, and you just, and what do they always do? They look at you in their little tinted window car and then put it in reverse and then, and back off of the curb. That is the most annoying thing in the world. We have one of my commenters who says, I hate the sound of scratching on a balloon. So that is a good one. Who else has one? This comes from Frederick Legrand. Kayvon, I hate when my catalytic converter is stolen. I could be mistaken, but those have, I believe, copper inside them. So people just cut them and take them. And I think it costs you about six, $700 to repair, maybe more. And they go and take it to some chop shop and they get 80 bucks cash from your catalytic converter. Is that what, what the, the racket is? Because I remember that happened to me in my Jeep Wrangler. I was not happy and I would have loved to scrape a crackhead right onto the curb and then back over them again. <laughs> That would have been a good sound. J.R. Madrigal says, Kayvon, I hate when cars are honking. Mm. You know, in Hawaii, no matter how much you cut people off and run them off the road, they really don't believe in honking. I, I rarely hear a car honk. And I asked a Hawaiian, I go, what's with that? They said, it disturbs the island. We don't believe in honking. I was like, wow. So uh, maybe that is the place for you. You're gonna head over there to Hawaii and you will never hear a car honking, although that's probably changed with how angry everybody is these days. Time to give a shout out to one of our super chats that just came in. Coming in from Emily Daniels, congratulations on hitting 300,000 subscribers, she says, and she threw $5 in the bucket. Thank you. I would highlight your name on the screen, but once 100 new comments come in, I'm not able to put your name on the screen, so we just give you one of these. Thank you. And that's a great sign that we have so many comments because uh, it bumped Emily right off my board, my little control board. Amy Brucart is lying in bed. Melanie Gaynor is lying in bed. Have we noticed something? My female fans all get in bed before my show starts. <laughs> Maybe we can do some research into that, see what's going on. Yes. And as you guys put in the comments what small things annoy you, I get a treat out of watching the show back and I will find out what those are again. I want to apologize, last week we had a, there's a loser comedian, he's not been very successful. His whole goal in life is to criticize me and so he'll make fun of me if I start a new t-shirt line and then all of you buy them and it goes great and then he gets upset. So his new thing which he's been doing is creating new screen names, jumping on here, and putting really racist things in the chats. That way my name gets associated with like, let's just say the N word or something like, could you believe his chat room is full of people who would say such things, but it's really just him. 
So if you see it, make it very clear to me. Because last week you guys kept writing troll, troll. And I was like, is that the new thing the kids are saying? Like, I'm being so funny. Like, troll dog, get him, troll. Or whatever. But you guys were trying to alert me. There was a loser comedian troll in my chat room named Carlos. And he created three screen names with his two other friends. And was trying to ruin the show. So, we will not let that happen. We just... Just be very clear. Be like, there is a troll, and it is Carlos, and he is in the room, and he is writing the N-word all over your page. And then I'll be like, oh, I get it. Because watching back last week, I wasn't computing what you were saying, and it was really stupid. I'm like, I was like, yeah, troll, troll, what's up, troll? There's Emily. Promised her we get her on the board. It is uh, time to tell you about the summer tour. My summer comedy tour takes me to Gettysburg this weekend. You're saying, Kayvon, I'm on your website. I don't see Gettysburg. It's a private event. There was a gentleman who emailed me and said, I don't think you would ever come to Gettysburg. I have 60 people. I have a farm and we're putting a stage back there and it's my birthday. What would that take? And we did the math and the numbers and we looked at the flights and we came up with an agreement and I'm now flying to his farm in Gettysburg. So even though they canceled my show in DC because they didn't hit the COVID Democrat approval board whatever dc has been moved to july but i will still be flying to dc getting in a car and going to gettysburg and that'll be a fun trip and a historical one so i can't wait to see that so if you have an event that you want a comedian for and if you're in dc this weekend and and you want a private comedy show in your hotel room hey you got four or five bachelorettes i come in dressed like a cop I might tell jokes, I might not. We'll make it work. We'll figure out a budget because I hate being in D.C. with nothing to do. But if you want a live comedy show, come to Irvine. Come to Minneapolis. Don't worry, there's going to be no murders that day. We're in a little bit of a safer part of town, plus we have security, and it's in a theater, and we're not going anywhere near George Floyd Peaceful Square where they're having shootings. So that'll be a great place for you. Or Liberty, Ohio, and... If you're in Chicago, there are some openings there as well to do a private event. Every week we try to give something away. This week is no different. Because Minneapolis has been going through so much and we want our people to be comfortable and ready to come and have a great time, we want to honor you for getting out of the house and not hiding and taking back your streets. I'm going to give away five more free tickets to Minneapolis. The five went like that last week. People emailed me. The best way you do it is you go on info at k-vonncomedy.com. And I'm only giving one per group. The point is I want the brave dad or mom or cousin to be like, I want the free ticket and I'm going to bring my friends. And then you become a party starter. Don't just show up alone like, thanks for the free ticket. <laughs> Where do we hide? We're not doing that. We're going to bring a small army together and we're going to have a great show. So email me if you want those tickets. They're going to go very, very fast. And don't tell me just to come to your town. Those days are over. Come to my town. Be a party starter. Be a part of the solution. Say, come to my town. I'm emailing the local comedy club. Come to my town. My uncle owns this bar. Come to my town. We'll rent out the library and make an all-ages show, ages 4 to 99 years old. And we're going to come laugh. That is what you do. When we come back, we're going to explore what my last week was like. I'm telling you, to be a comedian can be fun. Every week has something interesting. Stay tuned.
Great, so a lot of people are getting their COVID shots, and as you know, I got messed up with my last haircut at Floyd's Barbershop. I call it George Floyd's Barbershop because when you look at your hair, you're like, I can't breathe, and somebody needs to go to jail for what they did to your hair. So I went to this new place. They were so great. I found myself in Denver, and do they not only give you a great haircut, they look around, and if nobody else is there on a weekend, they're like, should we do some drinks? So here I am with two hairstylists, your favorite half Persian comedian, having a great time at a hair salon slash barbershop. Don't get it twisted. The right side of the room is for men, the left side for the late. I'm at the coolest hair salon in Denver, Colorado, Ari and Bella. That was my hairstylist, and as you can see, Last time I got a haircut, I had a bald spot right there, but look, no bald spot. I did not get George Floyd in. You need to come here because they give you a cocktail if you do a good job. Remember when you were little, you got a balloon or a sticker? Same thing. I behave, I get a cocktail. That's what's up. That's orange juice. I know. These battlers are having way too much fun. Uh, OJ. Is that oh, party time. Hey, who's drinking out of the tray? Drinking dirt. All right, get it back to normal. That's child size. Are you guys working after this? Or are you closed? Closed. Woo! Do you want a chaser? No. You're too cool. <laughs> too cool. This is Honey Jack. Cheers, Ari and Bella. Never had a haircut in a shot. That's how you do it. One day in the life of a comedian who's not touring that day, so you get your haircut, you change your countertops, you put in a new fire pit in the backyard, and you get ready for the next weekend. That is what it's like. I like JR Magical. This show is a liberal free zone. There aren't many in this world, so enjoy the right show for that. And of course, April May comes through with $20 in the tip bucket. We highlight her name extra big to give her some love and recognize our people who support the show. And we, uh, we were laughing so hard about that's what one day is like when you're a comedian touring the world. And it really is. And if you're like, come on, Kayvon, that's not true. Your life can't be that exciting and enjoyable. You would be wrong. You would be wrong because it wasn't that much longer after that when my friend from high school called me up. And she's now the top executive at one of the best casinos in all of Las Vegas. And she said, I'm having my birthday. It's my 40th birthday party. And I want you to be the MC host comedian. I was like, wow. I said, Liz, I haven't, I was your friend in high school. Then there's this big blackout period. And now like I'm seeing you again. She said, don't worry. That's like every weekend for me. You see your friends, you black out, you see them again. There's going to be no difference in this. And I said, great, then I will do it. I can't wait to be the comedian. And let me tell you, 15 years of comedy came together on this wonderful day 
to be a smash hit. We roasted her. We made fun of her. We, uh, we made fun of her employees. Her friends got so emboldened by the jokes I was telling, they grabbed the mic and told even funnier stories about her, and it was a huge hit. So the executives of this casino gave me their business card and said, I might be the go-to roast master slash host master for all of their 17 properties in Las Vegas. Oh, if that happens, okay, it's going to be live shows with you guys. It's going to be the right show and the Las Vegas Strip show, and that's it. I will not be touring as much anymore because I won't need to. But here's what the casino did great. She's been there for 20 years. They threw her a bash like never before, and she'd always wanted, she, she loves yoga. She always wanted to try goat yoga. I don't know who decided these two should mix. Persians, if a goat jumps on you, you're eating that goat for dinner that night. But as you know, with a lot of white people and Americans and Italians, it's just something fun to do with some champagne. Enjoy goat yoga. Yes, I did it. To be honest, the goats like me the best. Watch. We gather here for Liz's 40th birthday bash. So we woke up early and today we do goat yoga. Look at my friend. <laughs> I guess we do yoga and try not to get distracted by the cute little goat man. Like that goat recognized goat as you know they call anyone who is the greatest of all time the goat dude that dude is the goat and it used to be reserved just for amazing people like michael jordan or michael jackson or mike tyson but now everybody's a goat oh you know now oh, lebron james is the goat you know it's like no greatest of all time it doesn't just mean like i like him the best right now greatest of all time and as you know i am the goat when it comes to half Persian comedians from Reno, Nevada, there is no greater of all time half Persian, half Scottish, half black, half Mexican, half Kamala Harris comedian from Reno, Nevada than me. Thank you. When we return, we're going to dig in a little more to the non-goat, La Dum Dum James. Now, before we can talk about La Dum Dum or La Bum Bum, we are going to talk about Tom McDonald. I brought him to many of your attention about three episodes ago, and he is a rapper, kind of scary looking, tattoos all over his face, a grill in his mouth. Uh, he looks like a guy that might beat you up or rob you, but at the same time, he's so intelligent, and he, he raps very well and articulately and brings ideas you've never heard in a rap song. It's not, yo, my girl got my TV, uh-huh, uh-huh, and she got lots of money, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's like Jay-Z's like, most brilliant rap of all time. And this guy came out with a song called Snowflakes, and he's talking about how it's going to get hot for all you snowflakes. And this is why it is the comment 
of the week. Every week I pull out a comment of the week. Usually it's something you guys have sent to me. But this comment of the week is very unique because I left this comment on Tom McDonald's screen under his newest YouTube video, which by the way has like six million views in six days. So I'm sitting there going, hey, I love this video. Okay, I'll put the little snowflake so you can see what is there. It's called snowflakes. There's an S there. Check it out. Type it in YouTube. And I will now read to you the comment that I put, and here's why it's the comment of the week. It has like 17,000 likes. And people are finding me on Tom McDonald's page going, that's Kayvon. Wow, my two favorites in one spot. I was blown away. So we're going to show you this. The comment says this. Tom McDonald is as if Thomas Sowell became a white hardcore rapper. It's about time. I want everyone to zoom in with me. How many likes do you see right there? 17,000 likes? Oh, and how many people commented under it? No less than 500, and this screenshot was taken a few hours ago. We could be close to 20,000 likes and 700 comments by now. I don't know. The point is, I have never left a comment that got that much love. Even some of my videos don't get that many likes. I was like, this is cool. So uh, you guys should go on Tom McDonald's page and be like, Kayvon Comedy sent me here, the most famous half Persian. And he reads his stuff. Eventually he's gonna see it and be like, we should do a music video. I don't know what he'll say. He might say, I hate that guy. It doesn't matter. He could hate me and I still like him. It doesn't have to go both ways. So let's see what other people think about Tom McDonald's. Oh, here we have some money in the chat. Thank you, Melanie Haman, for keeping our show alive. You are the best. Give you one of those. All right, it is now time to talk about something very funny that happened recently, and this was the president of France, Emmanuel Macron. You have to say it like that. If you're speaking French, you want to show respect. So you've got to build up the phlegm. Emmanuel Macron. You make it sound like you have macaroni and cheese stuck in the back of your throat. And you let it coagulate overnight. And you wake up and the first thing you say is Macron. And you too can speak French. Now, Emmanuel Macron is a very weird little man. He's uh, supposedly straight. He's 45 years old. His wife is 68. He was 15 when they met. She was his teacher. This is like a opposite of a Joe Biden, where Joe Biden's 68 hitting on 15, 14. Well, who are we kidding? Nine-year-old girls. But this is Emmanuel Macron. That's how they do it in France. Everything's backward. You know, he's bending over, writing things, uh, you know, at his desk. And she's coming up behind me and like, oh, I could smack a Ronnie that. <laughs> After you turn 17, we shall get married. And I will leave my family for you. <laughs> I don't know. That turned Russian. I can't explain it. Just watch the video. Hey, it is your favorite half French, half Parisian, half Persian comedian. And there's not a lot of news going on right now. So why not take it to France where President Macron met one of his biggest fans. Take a look at this. <laughs> So I want to hear your best jokes in the comments. I'm going to call him President Smackron. 
from now on. President Pimp Smackron. It's also important to know his wife is 25 years older than him. So she's gonna bend him over her knee and spank him for putting himself in danger. And also, that secret service is whack. What's his favorite breakfast? Honey smacks? <laughs> All right, make up your own, put it in the comments. And don't forget, the right show live and podcast is every week. Tune in. Wasn't that a lot of fun? I mean, there's very few politicians you don't want to see slapped across the face. So that's a little smackaroni and cheese for you. And I hope you enjoyed that. In order to enjoy my show, we have so many new people. Uh, I'm a little different than the average show. You know, this isn't just Ellen where we're just being kind to everyone. Be kind. <laughs> hey, be kind. And then we go behind the scenes and I abuse my staff and I'm a total jerk and I'm rude to everyone and then I lose my show. I am like this almost all the time. So if I don't like someone, I just say what everyone's thinking and people enjoy truth through comedy. So there's some terms and definitions to the right show. We don't just call him Joe Biden. You can call him Joe Biden, Joe Grabbin, Joe Sniffin, and Joe Squeezin if there's a five-year-old girl in the room. For some reason, the radical left does not seem to care when their leaders abuse kids or get a little too close for comfort until we make enough noise where they finally have to address it. And that's going on right now. The radical left loves to name people, and they're very racist. So they've named all white ladies Karens. And that gets a big laugh. Oh, you being a Karen. You being such a Karen. And what a Karen is is usually a lady who notices that you don't live in this building, but you're trying to break in, or that notices you just stole a bunch of stuff from the Palestinian gas station owner, and she tells on you. Uh, the reason they try to mock you and hurt your feelings is so you stop policing them while they do illegal activity. So we know on The Right Show that Karens come in all shapes and sizes, they wear disguises, and they're all different races. So we want to bring attention to people that are doing the wrong thing, and they're Latina. Those are Karenitas. Ole. And, of course, there are a lot of annoying black ladies that are breaking a lot of rules. Those are Kanenes. So if you're a white lady and you're like, excuse me, um, you're taking up four parking spots, and I, I need to run in and get my kid from daycare. She's like, okay, Karen, what you gonna do? You gonna tell on me, Karen? You're like, no, Kanene. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna film you and make you look stupid, Kanene. Thank you. And you will, because you're not a famous half-Persian comedian, probably get kicked out of that daycare. But you need to stand up when no one else will. A racist is anyone who beats a leftist in a debate. So if you have not been called racist... You haven't earned that merit badge. You have not been good at arguing with the leftist. And every single episode, we do my favorite, favorite segment, the difference between a conservative and a leftist. Please put what you think the difference between a conservative and a leftist is in the comments so we can highlight them as soon as we return. And look, we have gotten a few super chats, so we have to show respect to our people who keep this show alive. Raiders76, by the way, in Las Vegas, the Raiders are there, so I wonder if there's a little connection there. Thank you for the coins. And we had one more from someone known as Edward Horton, who says, oh, and it just disappeared because I didn't get to it fast enough, but it said Kayvon is one of the last remaining real comedians left. You got that right, Edward, and thank you. 
We don't need stand-up comedians with Kayvon around. He's even funny sitting down. Wow, what a compliment. I'll take it. And now it is time to find out what some of you said the difference between conservatives and leftists are so we can help people understand. We have Corona24 saying, Kayvon, the left is never right. LOL. We like that. We like that. Melanie says, left bring you angry tears, conservatives bring you the facts. And you know what? The facts cause the tears, but facts do not care about your feelings. Beth Coddington says, conservatives fly American flags, leftists fly false flags. You know what? Do me a favor. Put some American flags in the comments section because that has been a trigger now. The radical left, you'll notice at the DNC, the Democrat you know, big conventions. They don't put American flag because they don't want to offend the other people from other countries that are here. So they'll put like the Mexican flag outside or the the flag of Iraq or whatever, Guatemala. But it's very void of American flags. They'll put a few because I know we're kind of catching on. But if you just put American flags, you will upset them because it's like, oh God. Who would have thought the American flag would have become a triggering topic? And because of that, they want to add their flags to the flagpoles. You might not have heard of this, but they're petitioning to put the rainbow flag. We want it also on the embassy. Really? Oh, uh, and we want the BLM flag. These are not all equal. One flag is better than the other. The left hates the idea that there's a hierarchy, that their flag is better. They want it all to be equal. The gay flag is just as good as the American flag. No. And I'll tell you something else. These virtue signaling companies will never do. They don't want to put their logo, like the, the rainbow filter over their logo. They do it in America because there's no punishment here, right? They put the rainbow over Cisco, Nike, Amazon. Rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. Then you see Nike Middle East. Nike Indonesia. Disney Saudi Arabia. And they have not changed their little logo to the rainbow. Why? Because in the areas where there actually is a lot of discrimination, where there is beheadings and hangings and murders, they don't want to go into those waters. They just want to beat up a bunch of Christians who are just like, hey, you know, do we have to do this at my local preschool? Like, is that necessary? Yes, it is. Are you hateful? Okay, take it to Iran and Pakistan and show us how it's done. Boots on the ground, rainbow flag, I would like to see you in Fallujah. That's where you need to be. It is time for my version of the difference between conservatives and leftists. Conservatives want to work and keep what they earn. They feel like they can distribute it to their family, their community, and their donations a little bit better. Leftists want you to work so they can keep what you've earned, okay? That is the difference. Do you agree? Put it in the chats. When we come back, we're gonna have a celebrity breakdown like never before, and I really think you're gonna enjoy it. So stay tuned for La Dum Dum James right around the corner. LeBron is confused in life. He doesn't seem to understand things. For instance, if a police officer ever has to arrest someone, the basketball star LeBron doesn't understand why. 
He's very good at stats when it comes to how many rebounds have been taken or how many times he slam dunked the ball in the last two years. He can break that down. He can let you know how many times he passed the ball versus how many times he stole the ball. Statistics are his jam up until it's statistics for crime and police. See, in his mind, he says this, every time I turn on TV, they be killing us. Well, then don't turn on your TV, LeBron. Open a book, get past the first page and the second, maybe the third. Here's a novel idea. Get through all of the pages and find out the statistics are not racist. They simply aggregate it all and look at it. And the reason why there is more crime with certain groups is because certain groups cause more crime. The police are just showing up at the end of the problem. The police are not forcing the problem to start. Carjackings, theft, robbery, uh, breaking into homes. These things are happening and we want to know who the criminals are and catch them. We don't sit there and go, who's in the house? Please state your race before we come in here. When, when a cop pulls up to a car that he's just pulled over, he doesn't say, please hang which flag of your ethnicity out the window you are behind those tinted windows, gold rims, while your car is bouncing up and down in front of the liquor store. He just has to pull over whoever's doing all this, pull them over, pull them out of the car, and surprise, that's when you find out it's Juicy Smollett's. So we have a little video here, and we're going to show you how many people dislike La Dum Dum James. This way, there's no confusion, because I know the tendency... You look and you go, oh my gosh, if you don't like LeBron, you must be a white supremacist. Well, then we have a lot of black, white supremacists in this next video. Enjoy. Media person that I see in person for the rest of my life who try to tell me LeBron's ain't as good as Michael Jordan, I'm just going to slap the hell out of him right on the spot. And I'm going to take my chance with the judicial system. <laughs> with the stupidity and the ignorance of LeBron James, the most protected man in the history of American sports media. LeBron James on Wednesday afternoon posted a picture of a Columbus, Ohio police officer who had shown up at a near murder and saved the life of a teenager who was just about to be stabbed potentially to death saved that girl's life and LeBron James didn't criticize the girl who had a knife in her hand and was potentially going to stab to death an unarmed innocent teenager. Instead, he criticized the police officer who arrived in that situation, assessed the danger, and I believe saved the life of an innocent girl. LeBron James' comments were blank inappropriate, uh, whiny. Uh, Taylor, you want to follow up? Yeah. Um, so you're holding the autobiography of Malcolm X along with Alex Haley. I don't know how far you are into the book, but what's your biggest takeaway so far? What's your um, biggest takeaway? I kind of just so started far. a couple days ago. Um, I kind of just started a couple days ago. A lot, of, a lot of notes over the years. It's my first time actually I'm reading this from start to finish. A lot, of, a lot of notes over the years. Just a very, my first time um, actually reading this from start to finish. Very smart man. Um, very, very, very smart man. Very, um, and basically, um, very smart man. His words, very, very, very smart in the 60s. Man. And, and basically, and, and what was going on is actually what's going on today. His still. words in the, in the 60s. Him understanding the, uh, um, how powerful what was going on 
the Negro that actually was going on. <laughs> going on today. Is that word a lot? How powerful we are. I'm understanding. The, we have to unite. And how powerful. We have to be together. We have to stand strong. Because there's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be. Is that word a lot? You know, things that's going to be thrown at us where they try to weaken us. They try to fill up, make us feel like we're not we kings and queens. And it's going to come all different races and different so shapes and sizes and things of that nature. And that's coming directly it's a pretty, from pretty interesting book so far. If I was LeBron James, I would shut the hell up. Oh, I saw him reading a Malcolm X book and, you know, he's all pro-black, this and that. And he's, oh, we got to stop it. We're afraid for our lives. And he's that puppet, that parrot that Malcolm X is talking about. Cardi B, that puppet. You know, these are pawns. They're not black leaders. These are uneducated people who just happen to have some money based on their entertainment skills or their, you know, abilities to play sports, which that's fine. You know what I mean? But don't try to step into the realm of politics and, and don't start selling trash to other black people. Not going to see. You know, LeBron, I do say, I always say you're the best player in the NBA. It's time for you to come home, bro. I've called LeBron James a bigot and a racist because LeBron James is a bigot and a racist. And I said it before, I'm going to call him that in every single video that I put out there about him. I'm not going to sugarcoat LeBron James whatsoever. I'm not a fan of his. He has destroyed the NBA and he is a liar. Are you surprised that the Greek Freak got more player votes than LeBron James did? I'm not at all because I think the players like uh, Greek Freak personality belt. LeBron is a great player and a great guy, but he's a, a drama queen. He is a mouth for China and a mouth for the Socialist Democrats. That's what he is. I called LeBron James a bigot. I wrote a column this week, headline, Whitlock, LeBron James is a bigot. You know, I got him sixth on my left, uh, excuse me, seventh, right behind Kobe. So I think if he wins, I think if he wins two more, I, I would move him ahead of Kobe. So not even in the top five all time. He's seven, Dan. Yeah, I know. You were what made the original Space Jam mm -hmm. as amazing as it was. What are you thinking for Space Jam 2? Do they have what it takes? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be any good, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, we made it the first time. It was awesome. Not just because I was in it. It was a great story. Uh, and I'm never big on sequels uh, because the original is all, most of the time the best. Uh, so I wish him luck. Uh, but I'm not sure how many people were clamoring for a Space Jam 2. Postseason, this is only our ninth game together um, in the postseason. So we'll get better with that. Does yeah, LeBron have a do-rag on? Yes. <laughs> he don't have enough half for that to do anything. <laughs> like... NBA superstar LeBron James is talking politics again. I know you guys are excited to see her. I didn't know you guys would be excited to see me, too. But uh, thank you. <laughs> as much as you guys would love to hear from me, I would much rather love to hear from our next president, Ms. Hillary Clinton. Here's his barely intelligible, not to mention ungrammatical take on President Trump and a new ESPN podcast. The number one job in America, the point of person, is someone who doesn't understand the people and really don't give a f about the people. Hey, LeBron, you know I love you. <laughs> you wrong, man. LeBron, you know I love you. LeBron got time for you to Shut shave your head, man. Come on home. Come on, yeah, it's over. But you're going to keep... It started right here. Bro, you got ways, bro. He did, did. It started right here, and now it's all the way up here. <laughs> but wait, there's more gripping insight. 
ESPN host Carrie Champion asked James and fellow NBA star Kevin Durant about what she described as Trump's racist comments. It's not even a surprise when he says something. It's not even surprise. It's like laughable. It's like it's that's laughable. Bad. It's laughable and it's but it, scary. But it's also scary right, because right. I shouldn't be numb to your racist right, comments. Right, right. I shouldn't yeah. be numb to your behavior. I'm numb to this commentary like must they run their mouths like that? Unfortunately, a lot of kids and some adults take these ignorant comments seriously. Look, there might be a cautionary lesson in LeBron for kids. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. And it's always unwise to seek political advice from someone who gets paid $100 million a year to bounce a ball. Oh, and LeBron and Kevin, shut up and dribble. All right, so there you have it. You have made it to the end of The Right Show. Was that fairly painless? Was that a lot of fun? I told you you would enjoy it, and let me tell you, reading a book for LeBron can be very hard, so he's always stuck right here. Oh, I understand. What's copyright? I'll, I'll look into it. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I wanted you to see that if you don't like somebody, it doesn't mean you are a racist, but that is the only thing the leftist will come up with. So in that last video, we see Charles Barkley is a racist against black people. Uh, Jason Whitlock, racist against black people. On and on. It could never be. It could never be that they are just incorrect and we are criticizing how stupid they are. You can be very good at putting a circle into a bigger circle. And thank God, thanks God in America, putting a circle into a circle is a talent that gets you paid millions of dollars. Because let me tell you, they're not making billions of dollars in Zimbabwe sticking circles into circles. So LeBron James should be the most pro-American, the most patriotic, and the most appreciative person living in the United States of America. All he'd be doing is picking fruit from the tallest tree if he was living elsewhere. But instead, he uses his platform and his 75 million fans to hate on our country, the very country that has supported him. Cleveland is not a bunch of just Malcolm X followers. Cleveland rallied behind him because he was a hometown kid, six foot three by the eighth grade, six foot five by freshman year. These are not talents. These are just gifts. He had to work. You can't just be tall and be good at basketball. So he put in a lot of work and became athletic and large and could shoot from a distance and close. But all of that goes away if he's born five foot seven. You know that, right? If he's Iranian and he has hairy chest and, you know, he loved basketball, he's wanting to play so his whole life, he's wanting to play. Uh, and it just so happened he was just born different. Do you think... NBA would say, let's make a diversity quota. We don't have enough hairy, fat Iranians on our team. So we're going to bring in Lah Mohammed Jamshid to slam dunk the basketball. We'll get a little trampoline and make it easier for him. No. The NBA is a merit-based system, just like the prisons, and just like everywhere else in America should be. LeBron has benefited from merit-based play, and yet he wants to take it away from the rest of us. That is what's going on. Let me know if you agree in the comments. As you know, I tell truth through comedy. We're gonna wake up America with laughter. 
We have no corporate sponsors, no big brands. These are the people who make the show go. Look at MK threw a thousand dollars in last week. Said I love the show, want to be a supporter. Thank you, MK. Five hundred dollars from Amy Nicanor. Two hundred from Jay Bresky, and so on. But you don't have to be a big baller. By the way, I'm still waiting for the ten thousand dollar donation. Who's it gonna be? You don't have to be a huge baller. You can throw in five, ten, two dollars. Every dollar counts because it shows the radical mainstream misleadia that we're coming for them. We hear what Don bends you over and grab your lemons is saying in our ear, and we're elbowing him. Back off, bro. You're lying. We hear what Anderson is trying to say when he's trying to check out your Cooper. Get out of there. You're lying to me about my own country my own citizens, my own neighbors. I go to work, there's a black guy there, there's an Asian there, there's a Mexican. We joke with each other and we all work an eight hour shift and go home. We don't need to hear from you living in your high rise tower live from CNN atop Manhattan. And then you go home, Don Lemon, to your white boyfriend after a full day of telling America how racist we are. So these are our sponsors, look at them go. They've kept the show alive. And we were going to end the show right there. But I just got a message from LeBron James's people. Nike set this up. Apparently, LeBron wants to come on and defend him. I, I don't think we should do it. I'll be honest with you. A shout out to my Patreons and my locals. They subscribe every month, rain or shine. Keep the show alive. Improving the microphone. Even when I'm traveling now, I have a full travel setup. Amazing mics and... Uh, lighting and just so we can keep the show live no matter where we are so thank you patreons and locals but I, they want lebron to come on i don't know if it's a good idea you guys put in the comments if you want to hear from him it isn't fair that we mocked him so much and we didn't give him any love by the way shout out to siva narendra there's a guy named joe biden is a racist and there's h and h thank you i believe that's helen give you guys a little bit of a Shout out with a little, thanks God. And all right, I guess he's going to come on. Enough of you wanted to see LeBron defend himself. Come on in, uh, LeBron, where are you? There you are. Whoa, is that a, uh, is that a new hairstyle or a new choice? What, what's going on here? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I just want to say, you know, you call me racist, but um, only white people could be racist. I learned that. Uh, I learned that from uh, people that went to school that told me that. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. I'm trying to get smarter and better at reading so that I could argue better. Because one day I would love to run for president. I just think being president is the main point of person, of the best job, of the main person in this country. And I just feel like all the racists been doing it. And we can't have the racists being the point of person. So I should do it. But I understand it's going to put in work, you know, like I put in work in the basketball court. You know, I was six foot five in eighth grade and um, most of the other kids was four foot five. But that's because I worked harder than them, you know. Every night I stretch my legs. I have my brother hold my arms and my mom hold my legs and they will yank on it. It helped me out, you know. It, it caused a lot of stress on my, my body. That's why I went bald at the age of 30. I wear my headband in the middle of my head. But that don't mean nothing. Now I have the platform and I'm ready to explain. I was reading this book the other day 
just to prepare for the presidency. It was hard. It was a hard book to read. Uh, but then I colored it in and it made a lot more sense. So you got to give it time. You know, you fill in all the things and then it brought the book to life for me. It made more sense. And then uh, there was another book I was reading and I liked it because it had lots of pictures. But there was a lot of math in the book. And you, you got to start small. So I'm asking everybody, what's all this math? What is this 30% off, 40% off? You know, buy five, get one free. And they said, LeBron, that's a coupon book. So that was a learning experience for me. But I did read that one. I read that one from the beginning to the end. Uh, and so now my next goal, I want to move on to books with no pictures. That's what I'm going to do. It's just part of the work. You got to put in that work. So uh, I will get to that. And uh, after I read the table of contents, someone told me there's a thing called chapters. And uh, I will get past the different chapters and then I'll be ready to run for president. I hope y'all stop being racist and just vote for me. And don't forget to see my new movie. Uh, it's a Space Jam. And they originally picked Michael Jordan because he had a good looking face. He inspired everybody. White, black, Asian, love him. And so they put him in the movie and it was a hit. And now they're looking around like, who's the next Michael Jordan? And they just assume, you know, that I was him because I'm the best right now. But they forgot nobody liked me. So this movie going to flop. Thank you. Wow. You know what? There was a moment of honesty there at the end. If he keeps being honest, he might have my vote. But not yet. He's got to read those books and earn it. All right, so we've given everybody that donated a shout out. I try to do that every week. And if I missed you, please leave it in the comments. How do you make a donation? It's so easy. You can go on paypal.me slash tanksgod. Throw a tip in the bucket. You can go on gofundme.com slash caveoncomedy. All my Facebookers, I see you giving stars after I log off. I can't see it in real time, so I try to go back and thank you as well. Stars are the same thing as a super chat on YouTube. It means they threw a little money in the bucket. But a lot of you have Venmo and Cash App. All the money goes to new microphones, new lighting, and advertising Minneapolis, DC, Irvine, and Liberty, Ohio. Those are my next tour dates. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time on The Right Show.